Many years ago, 22 years ago, a real prophetic word, let children's ministry be your heart, not your start. And uh, and I had that written on a sign in my office for, for a number of years. Um, and so, yeah, it's kids' ministry. Well, a massive hello and welcome back to the Next Gen Podcast. It is great to have you here with me today for episode number five of an infinite number of podcasts. I don't know how many we're going to do, but we are here. Episode five, a massive welcome back to you and especially warm welcome to all of our Next Gen Nation members. Welcome back to all of you. It is great to have you here with us. Our Next Gen Nation is made up of amazing Next Gen pastors and leaders, whether it's kids, youth, young adults, all sorts from all around the world. These are amazing people who have registered for free to be part of our Next Gen Nation. It's a community of Next Gen leaders, which we're really excited about some of the stuff that Annalise and I are cooking up behind the scenes. We're just currently working on admin and logistics, but we've got some exciting things planned for our Next Gen Nation, so keep your eyes peeled for that. If you'd like to be part of the Next Gen Nation, it's totally free to register, costs you nothing but a bit of your time. Head to the website, harrysladenz.com, and you can register for free to be part of our Next Gen Nation. Also, uh, part of that, not only all the exciting things that we've got coming up into the future do you get to be a part of, but also you get free copies of the show notes and you get to ask good questions, which are Next Gen Nation basically basically, basically fueling our Q&A episodes with H&A. If you haven't seen the last couple, make sure you check those out. We've got another one coming up very soon, but that's in the future. For today's episode, I'm particularly excited. We have our very first conversation And I am so honored to have with us here on the Next Gen Podcast for the very first conversation, Q&A interview, whatever you want to call it, Pastor Andy Kirk from Australia. He is, he's a man of many hats. I'm going to get him to explain everything that he does. But what I know about Andy is this, he is a weapon for the kingdom of God. And he's really been pioneering Next Gen ministry for Oceania. He's been doing it for the last However, like many, many years, a long time. Someone that I've looked up to, someone that's inspired me. Uh, in New Zealand in 2023, we did a couple of roundtables with Andy in Auckland and Wellington. He's a massive blessing, and I know today is going to equip you, empower you, and inspire you to be a better next-gen leader. So we're going to jump into the conversation. Andy will tell us a little bit about himself as well, but enjoy the next few minutes on the Next Gen Podcast. Well, Andy Kirk. Pastor, Bishop, Reverend, which which of those titles yes. works for you? <laughs> well, depends if I'm trying to get upgraded <laughs> on some sort of flight or meal at a restaurant. I don't know. Will any of them work? I'll take any, any of them work. It is fantastic. Yeah, no, Thank no, you so much. None have not yet Thank you so much for being here. It is uh, fantastic to have you with us uh, on the Next Gen Podcast. Uh, I've given a little bit of a little bit of background into who you are, but I'll be yeah. honest, I, I actually don't I don't know all the hats that you wear. I feel like every time we talk, there's another hat. Um, yes. So so what is it that you, you're actually doing? Because you're all over the place. You're, ki- you're killing the game. You're, you're dominating. What What is it? Tell the people what you do. Who are you? I am, I am, I am a, yeah, who, who am I? I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I, um, look, at, at heart, I am, uh, I'm a kids pastor. I mean, many years ago, 22 years ago, a real prophetic word, let children's ministry be your heart, not your start. And uh, and I had that written on a sign in my office for, for a number of years. Um, and so, yeah, it's kids ministry. And here, 22, 22 years later, I'm still um, doing this, but it's children, it's in that next year, it's in the families. And so currently I'm working at a uh, at a local church uh, in Australia. It's called Glow Church. 
I'm the family's pastor. And so right so across all of our uh, locations, I look at our kids, our youth, our whole next-gen space, our families, our parenting. Um, and then the that's part of the ACC movement. And so I'm the National Director for Kids Ministry with the ACC. Awesome. So we have a 1,000 churches that we um, help serve to, to coach, train, and equip uh, in a number of different ways. And then through that over the years, it's it's created partnerships and networks of other ministries that sort of fit in. And in particular, one of them is One Hope. And uh, One Hope's message is to get the word of God into the hand of every child. And they do that through a number so of good. printed resources as well as digital. And many of the listeners would have heard uh, of the um, Bible app for kids. Yes. And then they partnered with Life Church, and Life Church made the curriculum. Uh, on the U version app, there's Kids Bible Experience and they're and then there's a number of resource papers uh, that are out there. And um, so in more recent times, the Global Youth Culture is the uh, brilliant research paper with a follow-up one called Family Matters. And so right. in Australia, New Zealand, and this Oceania area, I'm a regional coordinator for them, um, which dovetails in with all of what we do with ACC and serving local churches. And then, um, yeah, I, I serve globally uh, with One Hope as well, sit in a, a global kids ambassador role that sits in um, looking at strategies and trends and other things that are happening um, internationally within kids. So really blessed and fortunate to be in some of those uh, rooms and spaces talking to some people about what that all looks like. And um, yeah, so that's sort of all the different hats I wear. It depends what day it is. But today, <laughs> I am Harry's guest. Yes, this is the best. How good's this? Uh, this is a, it's a, it's honestly, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for our friendship. We've been doing life, I guess, a little bit more intensely over the last sort of year and a bit with uh, the things yeah. that we've been doing, Annalise and I. But uh, so, so grateful for you really pioneering the way, I think, in terms of kids' ministry and particularly now, I think, next gen ministry around Oceania. It's, it's a, it's a massive. Uh, massive honor to get to know you more and spend more time with you. And it's yeah. fantastic to have you on the podcast. So thanks for making time. Um, one oh, of the things that I want to do is I want to start really with, because you have such a global perspective and you're in so many big rooms, big thinkers around so many brilliant people, you also see the church in many different ways. Obviously a thousand churches over Australia, just to start there, but then the global aspect too. One of the big shifts I think that's coming, and I, I don't know if you agree, but the, the, there's, it feels like there's a big shift towards building intergenerational ministries and not just building ministries within churches. What, what do you think about that? And what do you think, if you, if you had like a, a big thought around that to help maybe the younger guys that are coming through to switch their mindset around from building their own ministry to building intergenerationally, what what would you what yeah. would you say to to that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and um, I, I do agree there there is a big um, swing and a and an uptake in the moment of understanding this. I think um, to understand that I um, I am old enough to take a little bit on a historic <laughs> journey. I remember I never grew up in church, so just right. for me, um, I, I never grew up in church, so um, I skipped maybe the early, you know, salty the singing hymn book. Um, age right back yeah. to the real old listeners. If, if you don't know who that is, the younger ones are going to Google that and you'll be blessed. Um, but I came in and and I probably came into uh, kids ministry right at the end of uh, 19, I was saved 1995, started kids ministry about 1998 and volunteering and I was in um, full-time ministry by 2002. And so around that time, we were really moving out of Sunday school into children's church and there was that right. formation of children's church 
And so it, it was where things were becoming a little bit more professional. You're bringing even praise and worship. And for that era, it really transitioned. I would say in those mid-2000s, video curriculum for the very first time. And by video, I mean on DVDs. It was was first introduced. I remember the yeah, first. Yeah, right. Um, Kidmo was the first real groundbreaking kids ministry video to have these video curriculum that really drove this and to turnkey kids ministry where a small church could have this big production seemingly um, really was incredible. So Children's Church emerged. You came past 2010 into those um, 2010 and onwards, that next decade, there was a real leadership emphasis and there was a, a, Mm. a real growth around leadership where Kids ministry was seen as a real ministry where you can develop young leaders, um, where they were staffing a lot more. For the first time, I was really saw an uptake in, in kids ministry and staffing. And probably the end of that, we get to 2020. We all know that COVID happens around this yes. time. But even before that, I knew there was a shift and what was coming was probably more mm. an emphasis on family. And, right. and when I say family, this is where I land this intergenerational so that's where i, I get Great. to in all of this i think societal shifts um that have combined with um church um history has led us to this point where we've got all this leadership we've got all of this um sunday school transition to kids church sundays are good mm. and and, I, and what i mean by that is you go into any church and any of the listeners here they've got sundays dialed down now we can totally. all do things a little bit better we can do check-in and we can make it a little bit more friendly we can do yes um, our, our small groups a bit better and we can yes. we can do all of this. But at the end of the day, we, we've constantly, and what I keep hearing is ask the, the questions, are we doing this discipleship well? Right. And so the partnering with church and parents almost became this dichotomy where it was this, this battle between what's at home and at church. Now, pre-COVID, they would just um, outsource the faith formation to the church, yeah, right. bring their right. kids, rub their hands and go, hey, look, Look at that. I'm doing faith formation because I'm bringing my child to church. You get locked down and you're responsible. Um, and <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> all of us, yeah. So then when we go back, what we realize is probably some of the things we missed was I, I want I, I want some older, older young adults to be in, the, in, right. in, in, in life. So we miss community in this. Mm. I, I want the grandfather. I want the older people to be, to be part of all of this. And so... Where we tried to do that in the past through our leadership models was we would try and onboard an older gentleman to be part of our kids' team on Sunday. Yeah. And and yet, yes, we were striving. I could see God's heart of this intergenerational ministry. Then I've seen it probably swing the other way where there are in, in contextualized in some small churches where you your intergenerational is called a Sunday service. Everyone is in the one yeah. room. Yeah. And you may have 100 people of all ages. So you... So I've seen churches try to wrestle through this. It's more more than a model. It's more of a philosophy. It's more of a right. heart shift towards how can we integrate this all generations to be um, inclusive in the faith formation um, mm. of, of kids and not exclusively on a Sunday. How are we also bringing this into um, midweek? And so for me, I don't know about the listeners, but I don't do devotions based on what my pastor preached on Sunday. And right. uh, that's but yet, yet, exposing, yet. but true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if any senior pastors are listening, but the truth is this: we 
we have patterns of behavior and we have faith formation in our own adult lives, but yet I yes. look back and all of a sudden realize I've been trying to get kids to do patterns of behavior that I don't do as an adult. Right. And so everything I'm trying to do is to link it and anchor it back to a Sunday. So this is what we taught on Sunday. Let's give them take home. This is what we did on a Sunday. Right. And and I ended up for years, I'm, I'm trying to almost play catch up because the kids are coming every two weeks, every three weeks. And even those are there every week, but you, you're constantly trying to anchor it back to Sunday. But as an adult, I don't even do ministry that I don't even do faith formation for myself. Sure. That way. Sure. And so what I realized is we need to build the skill sets and the patterns of behavior mm. in the home. And to do that, it is not on the kids pastor and it's not mutually on the parent. It actually is upon all generations and all other parts. I mean, I've mm. got youth leaders now that are more significant in my teenage son's lives than I am at yeah, this right. point in life. Right. I've got um, older gentlemen in church life that are, are significant in my life. And and, and so this intergenerational um, uh, building together, all of a sudden we're not just segregating to go, right, on a Sunday this is kids you know, yes. and, yeah. and yeah. that is where all faith formation will take place. And then if we do youth on a Friday night and we'll do adults on a Sunday, it's like, no, 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 no. So at Glow, we have a saying, it says on Sunday, uh, sorry, um, Friday is the first service of the weekend. And on Sundays Great. we have services for adults and children. Great. And, I love that. And so I love that. That's a generational, uh, intergenerational statement right there, but it yes. may not be contextualized in a in a way where, um, in a way where we're all in the one room. We're not. It's impossible with the numbers yes. that we've got. Totally. But it's a heart to say that um, the children's service is as important as the adult service. Now yes. it is as important. It's as important to the worship team who get rostered through kids. It's as yep. important to the production team who I don't have to build. They just go in and fix whatever's needed to be fixed. It's it's as important to the connect group leaders who serve as our check-in team because mm. all of a sudden they're the first people to make contact and then invite them to their family connect group. And so all of these ways is layering this uh, this generation um, yeah. across the life of our church. So long answer, but there's a whole lot of history no. and thoughts all thrown can we stay there at this last bit? I mean, you've said so much yeah. good stuff. There's so many points we could go on. But I think what you've just said is really important because I think here in New Zealand, I think the church psyche is still, and maybe I'm speaking broad strokes, but I still think this is true. I think we we still overvalue youth and young adults ministries and we well undervalue kids ministries intergenerationally. Yeah. So what do you do yeah. then if you're a young, young kids pastor, young kids leader, what do you do to help make that change because i think that's a significant change you're you're building the church the capital c church every ministry is important every service is important yep. so how do i nuggety harry who's you know first yep. year on staff in a church how do i help my senior pastor go on that journey because that's not a change i can make yep. so how do i walk that journey what would your advice be to to younger leaders i would i would encourage these young leaders to go to the youth pastor to go to the production manager, to go to the worship pastor and say, hey, guys, you know I'm new at this. I'm just wondering on one Sunday over the coming few weeks, Great. are you able to come in and evaluate my ministry area? Awesome. Now, That's here's what, great. Here's, That's so good. <laughs> here's what that. happens. 
everyone wants to feel like, oh, evaluate, of course, because I know more and 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 the worship pastor's going, yeah, absolutely, I'll come in and have a look. The production guy's going to go, yeah, sure, man, I'd, I'd love to come in. I said, just help me know if I'm doing a good job. I just want awesome. to know, can you come in and give so me smart. some feedback, some ideas? Here's what happens. The production manager walks in and realises that the projector bulb which is about you know is flickering about to blow yeah the, the microphones that are like you know so old the all of the things you can imagine all of a sudden the production guy is going to walk in there and subconsciously it's reflection of him mm. and or her and or they are going to take ownership, especially if any of these have their own children in there. That's right, always right. a win. Yep. But it's like, can you have a look at this and evaluate it? And now they may come back and go, oh, you can do X, Y, Z, Z. And then your next step is, well, it's not really my jam. Are you able to help me? Yeah. And then next thing you know, you've got the production manager who's going down to the local you know, hardware store the week after, getting a whole lot of things and rewiring all your speakers for you and doing this and doing that. And he, and, and he co-owns this with you. Um, because I think often we fall into the trap as a young leader is that I need to build a team. And so what I do is now I'm building a silo production yeah, team within yeah, kids. Totally. totally. And I'm going to build a whole nother design team, you know, within kids. I'm going to, I'm going to build a whole worship team within. Well, yep. we, we have the philosophy of, Sundays, you know, on Sundays we have services for adults and kids. But even then I still have to go, hey, can you guys help us? And I did this. I, Hey, the worship, can you come and have a look and just see what you think? Well, all of a sudden they thought, well, we can do a little bit more. Hey, would it yeah, be helpful right. if we rostered through, rostered through some of our new team members on who can play keys and even acoustic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of them that came through got an absolute heart for it and said rather than serving wow. in adults – can I stay here and build a team with some teenagers and some Great. young, our upper primary age, wow. our elementary pri uh, primary age, and and they've built out a, a now creative team because I think that people don't know what they don't know, and I think that when sure. when God can capture their heart, I mean I don't know you know for me it's like I didn't have some angel river dance and and call me into kids ministry, you know what I mean? In a in a, yeah, a yeah, yeah. flashing dream one night, yeah. I think you end up there through your heart being captured for a cause. That's awesome. And, and and so I think that if you can help these people let their hearts be captured in a cause, then they're going to not only just come on board, but then from there is where you can start to add and build teams and build that yeah. out. So invite them into evaluate. That would be my uh, my advice. And I think that's, that's such good advice because what you're saying is effectively start small build relationally start start yeah. small don't you don't need to build the biggest thing fast just start small yeah. invite them in yeah. and then build it relationally i think the, i i'm i'm hazarding a guess here an educated guess but even to help your senior pastor understand what you're doing like invite your senior pastor in and say hey like oh, once this man, year would absolutely. you would you mind coming in and just evaluating just having a look on the sunday you're not preaching would you mind coming and just having a quick look and I think that would help probably transition that church mindset too, because like you say, once the yeah. senior pastor understands the value of what his kids ministry is doing for the church on the Sunday, yeah. I, I'm sure that the senior pastor then is going to want to add more value and, and throw more I, weight behind it. I agree. And I'll add to that with the senior pastor, you need to be telling them things that they're not asking. 
Okay, so you have so to understand good. from a senior senior pastor's perspective, they are thinking production, worship, youth, kids, um, finance. They're thinking through the you know the building project that they're hoping to do, the missions yes. project. Yes, you know you you. It's not that they don't value children's ministry; it is just that they trust you to lead it. Yeah, but, great. But 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 what you need to do is you need to learn how to communicate up well. And so what I've yes. always done from a young from a young age is I've always reported more than what they've requested. Right. And so I give them testimonies. Child got healed this week. I tell yep. that story because I bet within, I bet, honestly, I bet my bottom dollar that within the next two weeks at a staff meeting, at a Sunday yep. service somewhere, yep. <laughs> the senior pastor is going to spit that testimony out yep. and celebrate it. And so here's the thing. I'm just going to keep feeding him Absolutely. testimonies. I'm going to keep feeding Absolutely. him good reports. Um, so I would find a way that whether it's an email, whether it's a text message or however you communicate with your leader, but every week give a report. If you, if you already got a reporting structure, that's fine, but find yeah. another way to give good reports. Then what really I do is, um, on top of that, because you may say, Hey, you know, invite him in or her in the senior pastors. But what I'd also suggest is, um, include them in different projects. So, Great. um, say, Hey, listen, can I do a quick video of you? Can you do this? month's memory verse for us yeah, because awesome. we just want our kids and we want our kids to just to know who you are because nothing's more awkward than for a senior pastor <laughs> to go up to a child in the foyer yeah. when they in their senior pastor mind think they've got yep. such elevated, um, <laughs> you know, relationship. Hey, little guy, how are you? And the kid just yeah. goes, hides behind who? their parent like, who are you? <laughs> okay, that's awkward. But let's... You know, I'm not saying, you know, it, it's this honor and we're just, you know, bestowing beyond. They're just no, you. No, no. They're the same totally. as me and you. But what I'm saying is include them into it. And what happens all of a sudden, oh, how'd, how'd the memory verse go? Yeah. Include them in. And then all of a sudden you're finding ways for them to 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 um, have their curiosity provoked yeah. around what is happening within kids' ministry. And I think totally. if you're telling good stories – the production guy and the worship guy are then starting to talk about, hey, we're in kids and this is happening. They're talking. Yeah. You just have to find ways to um, to let the good stories be told. Yeah. No, it's really, really good. We've only got a few minutes left uh, on, yeah. on the podcast. So so much good stuff in here. Um, what what I love about that is is that you're, you're talking about being intentional and this is something you can do even if you're not a full-time or part-time staff member. Like if you're the volunteer who runs the kids ministry, that's still that's still valid information. I think this yeah. is also true yeah. across kids, youth, and young adults. I think this is wisdom that can be applied across the board. So um so grateful for uh for your weigh-in. Um, would you say final final quick thought on this? Like I think I know the answer, but this is maybe a question that people are, might ask as a follow-on here. Would you say this is true in terms of uh, relating to family units? I think we need to probably have another conversation about how to better yeah. partner with families. But in terms of sharing wins and testimonies, like being intentional about that with families, it speaks volumes Absolutely. too. Would you, would you say? Absolutely. I think that parents um, parents want to know. Um, I think I was saying before, we're trying to link Sundays to, to midweek. I think they need to be standalone. And I think that the more we're doing, whether it's, you know, the listeners here starting even their own parenting um, you know, podcast or putting out resources or simply getting their phone and sending out, you know, emails and text get lost. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you can send... 
a video um, once a month. Hey, parents, just want to let you know, it's been an incredible month here at such and such kids ministry. But I tell you what, um, the, the, the greatest thing we're celebrating is the miracles that have happened this week. Hey, such and such was healed or, hey, we're really believing for this. And, and mm. so, hey, over the next month, if you can continue to pray for um, whatever, I think if you include them in those ways, um, definitely tell those tell those stories. Look to build resources to build those connections yeah, great. Um, with the families. I think the families are all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Research from One Hope, I mentioned it before, said that only um, – it was it was one third of parents completely do not feel confident in their parenting. Yeah, two thirds feel adequate or okay. I mean that's that's scary. You know, there's, there's not a high percentage where they're like, yeah, no, we're we're good. I think we just need to give a shot in the arm that the parents are doing a good. You're doing a great job. Totally. You totally. You know, you as a brilliant. Share Absolutely. some testimonies, but then also help resource them to continue to do a great job. Yeah, I think we're gonna to have to have a part two of this conversation at some point and and really drill down on that. I know I'm about to be yeah. a dad. You're obviously a dad with kids. Um, and there's so much noise, so much information, so much false mm. information. Um, so I, I would love to if you if you're keen to have another conversation yeah, at some absolutely. point about drilling Sounds down good. on that. But for now, that is all the time that we have, unfortunately. Thank you so much for making the effort. It uh, looks like it's a, a beautiful day where you are. So I'll let you get back out and enjoy the sun. But thank you for Thanks, Harry. Uh, awesome. thank you for joining us on the Next Gen Podcast. Love you very much. Hey, quickly, where can people find you on social media? We'll put it in all the descriptions as well. But if people want yeah. to reach out or touch base with you, what are the best avenues? Yeah, uh, best ways you can reach out uh, Instagram. So it's Andy underscore Kirk underscore, and uh, you can find me there. Or go to our ACC Kids um, uh, social media or website. So just acckids.org.au, and you can uh, check out all what we're doing there. Andy, thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for being the very first guest on the Next Gen Podcast. Thanks, bro. Cheers, man. So there you are. What a conversation with Andy Kirk. I hope you enjoyed that. There was so much in that conversation, so much gold, so much wisdom. I, I think, you know, we probably just need to call him the beast, the beast Andy Kirk, because, man, what a wealth of knowledge. What, what great ideas, some great thoughts, and some really practical things that we can do to help change the culture and build an intergenerational church. Some real quick next steps that you can do uh, at the end of this podcast is just think about how you can involve your praise and worship team. Think about how you can involve your production team. I love what Andy says, and I love what Glow Church's motto is, is that we run services for every age group. Kids is not just another program. Youth is not just another program. And it's not something that they have to build on their own, but it's something that they can build together with the overall church. So I want to encourage you, think about that this week. Think about that as you've heard this podcast, as you've thought about that. Think about how you can be more more intentional about inviting those people into your ministries and including your senior pastor. And also that I loved his thought there about over reviewing, over reviewing, over reviewing, sending more review thoughts than what your uh, leaders are looking for and giving them more information to show how good your ministry is, how good your thing is. If you're a life group leader, that's also true. Don't just send your attendance and share the testimonies with your age group pastor. Let them know all the good things that God is doing in the lives of people that you are leading. We are in a generational shift. Uh, I was at a church recently. The only people that were having a manifest encounter with the power and the presence of God were three uh, 11-year-olds in the room who were just sitting there with their family 
in church because the kids ministry wasn't running it was over summer but they came down the front for prayer because God was meeting with them in a powerful powerful way I was talking to my pastor friend in Brisbane uh, and his church he's seen a massive move of God with their young people as well so I want to encourage you don't just don't just think that what you're doing is not important. Uh, he said something at the start. Uh, Andy said something at the start that I, I, I wish that I'd written down because I think it's incredibly important uh, about kids ministry not being the start, but being the heart of what you do. And I want to encourage you that if you're in kids ministry, youth ministry, young adults ministry, dealing with anybody in our next gen space, don't just let this be time that you're using to build your sandcastle, but keep the grip and invest into the next generation. Hey, I want to thank you so much for joining me today, no matter where you are around the world. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Next Gen Podcast. Hey, I'm just having a look at the Next Gen website here. It's it's actually it's actually phenomenal. If you haven't recently had a look at it, if you haven't if you haven't done anything with it, make sure you have a look because it's incredibly good. You can register for free online to be part of our Next Gen Nation. We do have some pretty incredible things lined up, honestly, and I know I keep saying it. I know, I know, I know. It is genuinely going to be great once we get it up and running. We have some pretty exciting things, so you don't want to miss that. Harry Slade NZ, uh, harryslade.nz.com. That's the website. You'd think I'd know that off by heart by now. harryslade.nz.com. You can check that out and have a look at that. Make sure you check it out today. Hey, Thank you also to all the Next Gen members who are sending in those questions. They are so incredibly valuable. The next time we see you here on the Next Gen podcast will be our um, opportunity to talk through some of those questions, which I'm really excited about doing and having a look at those. It's very, very close. That's it for now, though. Listen, every Next Gen leader, be encouraged. Your story is changing history, leading the legacy, and changing the tide. So don't quit. Keep the grip. And I'll see you very soon back here on the Next Gen Podcast. Peace and love. See you soon. Peace and love. What was that?